Be Afraid. I am Torsten Kipton, your host on the Be Afraid podcast, dragging you along for the misadventures of a new and aspiring horror author. Don't worry, if you're not a horror fan or a writer, this show is the stories of me as a writer, and not necessarily uh, a whole lot of spooks and uh, scares uh, around every corner. Today, I'm going to talk about something that is weighing on me a little... A little hurdle to jump over, which would be just a, a lack of motivation and a lack of excitement for certain aspects of what I have to do to make everything else work. Uh, not every part of every process is going to be exciting. I'm going to draw some analogies, going to share with you what's going on with me right now, and kind of talk through how I plan to overcome it, and then I'll share with you later in the day when I have. computer on and basically open to this last task that I was working on and I'll tell you what this was one of the least interesting tasks that I've been the least motivated to do in a long time in fact I've been putting it off for deplorably long over three months I believe and that is managing an email list I don't I have no concept of someone who enjoys the automated email process, really. I know that you guys consider uh, automated email to be, you know, spam, but really the definition of spam is messages in your inbox that aren't for you. So if it is something you signed up for and it is uh, something you're interested in, then you actually enjoy it, and so that's not spam. So uh, that's what I look to do. Of course, no one's getting my automated emails unless they've downloaded one of my stories. And uh, the hope is that they're hungry for more. Uh, And here's the thing. I've got this podcast, and I've had it since Independence Day, actually, uh, the 4th of July. And I haven't been sharing it with my email list. What a fool I've been. Uh, what What an opportunity to give them some free content, let them know when uh, new highly produced episodes are out, and I've just neglected it. Honestly, it's easier to get into the habit of not doing that. It's one of the probably six different non-writing things I would have to do on a daily basis to make the business run uh, smoothly. So yeah, uh, working on automated email, it's not intuitive. It's not fast, and there's nothing uh, very satisfying about it. I certainly don't interact very directly with any of those people. Those that do email back from my automated emails, tell you what, those people are cards. The kind of person who emails back to an automated email is just a character. I've gotten all kinds of uh, weird reactions. Uh, Very fun. I'm I'm always, uh, that part is fun. I'll tell you what. So yeah, that's a a task that I've run into that's very unexciting. And not every part 
of every job will be exhilarating, inspiring, or what you went into it for. For example, when I was a swimmer, uh, it, the sport of swimming can be characterized uh, as spending multiple hours a day staring at a line on the bottom of a pool. Because really, you get into this meditative repetition of swimming laps, and you, you stare at this black line at the bottom of a white pool, and uh, the repetition and just putting in the work, the drudgery and, and grind, that is what makes your uh, 50 yard swim happen in 23 seconds or whatever uh, your goal is. So yeah, that is uh, the uninspiring task that I'm going to tackle today because the overall mission is worth it. As I stared at my computer screen, filled with a now somewhat changed interface for the automated email thing, uh, which is a website access, actually, it's not a program, it's, uh, so it's, it runs a little slow, I'll tell you that much. As I stared at it, I thought of probably 500 trillion, 4 billion, 500 million, 300,028 different ways to not do that. Different distractions, anything that I could do. I thought, you know what, this day needs to be dedicated to anything. It's not this, but that is only going to drive this out forever. And the fact that it's hooked into the back of my mind is going to slow me down to whatever else I'm going to do, which means this is the task to get done. When you don't want to do it, sometimes that's the time you have to do it. In fact, that's most of the time. And I'm in the habit of forcing myself to do things when I least want to do them. It's a mechanism for building discipline and mental fortitude. So even as I sit here with you uh, procrastinating on it, my fortitude is uh, less of a fort and more of a thatch-roofed hut, isn't it? But what I'm trying to communicate to you is that I didn't have the motivation. I could think of all these other things that I'm more motivated to do. But here's the thing about motivation. It's kindling, essentially. Motivation is not going to keep you warm. It's not going to cook a meal. Motivation is quickly fleeting. It's... it's an almost useless resource. If you can't find anything to get the fire started whatsoever, I don't know where you are living, but it's keeping the fire started. It's real fuel, legitimate structure, and, and you know, having a furnace and the sustainability, everything that you build around a fire is what's important. The kindling, the motivation, which is what I'm calling kindling. Uh, is the least significant part. It's, it really is vastly, vastly overrated. It's exciting. It's, that's almost exactly the definition of motivation is it excites you to action. If you gripped a, a hot 
panhandle, you'd be motivated to take your hand away. But would you be inspired to uh, invent a better pot handle that wouldn't burn you or to wrap the pot handle in a sleeve so that neither you nor anyone else burns their hand on that handle in the near future or perhaps you have a permanent sleeve on it so it doesn't happen at all so actually finding a solution long term the kind of things that are not uh, linked to that that immediately that immediate reaction to jerk your hand away from the painful motivator uh, so yeah what I'm saying is motivation is is really not the end game it's barely a starting point and uh, to be a mature creator to be a consistent creator or doesn't even have to be creator consistent anything you're gonna need more than uh, motivation which ends up really being short-term in almost all cases Let me contrast mere motivation with drive. Motivation is very external. It's a stimulus from outside that is a reason that you're going to continue to do something. Whereas drive comes from within. Drive is something that you develop and it's much more stable than motivation is. It's more potent, it burns longer, Drive will let you get through when there is no motivation. Drive is easily related to commitment. So uh, let me share with you an endeavor that I attempted this morning and yesterday morning of sorts. Uh, you may know that I feature on the podcast Specialty Coffee Talk and have a lot of friends that make spectacular specialty coffee. Very good stuff. I myself have been asked about five trillion times, why don't you make coffee, Torsen? And I always respond, because you make such good coffee and you already have all the means. You have the measuring and the skill and the grinder and I don't want to drop $300 several uh, years of my life so I can be as good as you when I can just focus on making food and writing things and you can be the coffee man and then they're like yeah well but it's fun I said yeah well okay eventually I gave in very recently as a matter of fact so I bought a Chemex now being a proud owner of this beautifully designed what looks like a open-ended hourglass. The top is open-ended, the bottom is a gorgeous round flask for filtered coffee to accumulate in, and I can pour it into a cup and enjoy. But what I did was cold brew coffee. My favorite kind of coffee is cold brewed, which is to say that you, you coarsely ground, you coarsely grind beans, you submerge them in cold water and leave them refrigerated in a basin for a long time from anywhere from 18 to up to 24 hours I ended up like a crazy person 
putting my, mine in at 2 a.m. My friends couldn't obviously make it out at uh, 12 midnight the next day to offer their Chemex uh, filters to filter it. So I said, I'll buy my own. Big boy over here. Big man in town. He's going to buy his own filtration means. So I did. And I bought the wrong filters. Oops. Bad choice. I should have should have went with my gut feeling and asked this simpleton question to the barista. Hey, are these the right filters? Hey, no, they're not. Oh. Okay. Uh, they didn't have the right filters, by the way. At all. So, all this to say, I had the most unspectacular, unexciting, tedious to convey failure, but I hope I haven't bored you to actual undeath with. But I tried filtering this cold brew and it didn't work. Long story long. It's nasty, uh, some of it has been brewed too long, and now I'm doing ludicrous things like putting more water in already brewed beans to extract even more coffee. That's how you extract a coffee that no one wants to drink. But you can maybe get some more caffeine out of there, and I thought, I'll mix it with something and it'll be, uh, you know, like a Starbucks drink. Gross, but covered up with sugar. So, that is where I'm at. I now have this nasty, uh, undrinkable brown swill instead of good coffee. I bought good beans to make it with, even though my friends have connections to wholesale beans and make delicious professional coffee. And now I question why. But you know what? I have to use drive, and I have to power through and not let this disappointing, very anticlimactic endeavor my first attempt being a gratuitous failure to stop me from doing better. Whether you're tackling a tedious task or left blinking and empty-handed in the face of an anticlimax, there is virtue to be found in failure and certainly in struggle. And the fact that I actually got through that intro to this this segment is all the success I need for the day to push me through, inspired, uh, the flame is set. Anyway, uh, what I'm saying is that facing adversity and continuing in, in that, uh, even if the adversity is simply an internal struggle of your goal and you not feeling that it's being achieved, uh, that is a strengthening uh, practice. Think, think of this. Imagine if you were a runner, but you stopped running every time you were tired or out of breath. You can build up. You actually can build up speed that way. If you only run to the point that uh, you're tired and the point where you start to be out of breath and then you kind of level off there and don't go any harder, you can get more fit, but will you develop stronger character? No. Uh, will you reach any sort of uh, area near your potential? Certainly not. It's a struggle, especially when the fatigue, the suffering, the tedium strikes that uh, really makes things work. 
pushing through those slumps, valleys, uh, downward uh, turns, those, those choices matter at least as much as what to do when you're at the crests, the peaks, and the high points, the most exhilarating parts. Those are what people see, but only if you complete the uh, trials at the bottoms of those valleys, right? Imagine someone who who was a uh, famous YouTuber, and if they didn't do any of the tedious editing, or they quit tedious editing when they were tired, they'd probably put out videos for one quarter as often, or maybe never. You have to burn at a certain speed anyway to get any traction. And right now, I'm trying to put out plenty of content, uh, and really, I'm just starting to get a little traction, just a couple of listeners, so I'm not shouting purely into the void, at least not with audio, which is, I suppose, the only time that shouting is... Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got a couple of you guys listening, I really, really appreciate every single one of you guys uh, who download the podcast, who listen here on Anchor, uh, in your cars, in your home, wherever you are. Thank you for being uh, a part of the story, uh, and I hope that you will join me for the highs and the lows of it, because that is there's no victory without struggle, and no battle won without loss of blood or sweat. I'm back with my nose to the grindstone, thinking of all the ways that I could increase my productivity and help the drudgery that is this email task. It's it's going to be several hours work, I'm sure. But uh, the first one that comes to mind is coffee, because coffee is caffeinating, and that makes things faster and happier, less tired. You know how things that are boring can make you feel tired even though you're well-rested. Yeah, that's happening a little bit. But you know what? When you go to drugs like caffeine, that goes... That's uh, step one to dependency, and that's not the life I want to live. So, uh, yeah, no no, uh, dependent relationship with my enjoyments and hobbies. As best I can avoid those. Uh, I could also probably text a friend and start having a conversation as an extrovert that would energize me but two things one that would be squandering time uh two that would be turning my relationship with another human being into something where it's like hey man give me the juice uh instead of being more interested in serving them so i'm gonna hold off on that one as well i'm gonna let you know it's uh 252 right now and we'll let you know how long it takes me to set up the most uh, the most basic of processes to let people know that hey free content out there in the form of video and audio be back with you soon to show to share how that went
It's been a long and bitter day, waging war with those tasks I don't want to do, and failing. But that's kind of been the theme of the episode, right? So, how appropriate. In any case, here I sit. Uh, It's well after midnight, and I'm very tired. But I can't sleep. So, uh, drained, bitter, cranky, tired, and unable to sleep. I feel in tune with Desmond, and his day is about to get a lot worse than mine. So uh, here's a lesson in taking the low point and turning it into something something worth sharing. Uh, yeah, I'm about to turn all that into uh, white pages on a black slate. Hope you're having a good night, and... Uh, Take care.